Welcome back to the GradX podcast. PodX aims to help upcoming graduates navigate the early years of their design careers by giving them the opportunity to hear from a panel of designers with various levels of experience. Hi, my name is Jane Connery and I'm the director of GradX Swinburne School of Design and Architecture's annual graduate exhibition that celebrates our students' achievements. I'd like to begin this episode by respectfully acknowledging the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation who are the traditional owners of the land on which Swinburne's Australian campuses are located and pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. In this episode, we'll be discussing mentoring, which is an important part of developing as a designer. It can encourage and enable your professional development. This episode's panel guests are Karen Fermo, Jessica Watson and Maya Kendall. Karen teaches design, entrepreneurship and design history within the Branded Environments, Interior Architecture and Architecture programs at Swinburne's School of Design and Architecture. Alongside this, Karen is also a co-director of the architecture practice CART projects. Jessica Watson is a communication designer with a background in corporate branding and place visioning. She has a passion for the craft of meaningful narratives within places, precincts and cities. Her current role is experience direction and creative at Free State. Maya Kendall is a freelance mixed media designer and practicing conceptual artist who studied at Swinburne, completing her Bachelor of Design with a first class honours degree. She works across the disciplines of installation, typography, sonography and web design and development with clients in fields of art, fashion and culture. There you go, some fantastic people to talk to us today. Another all-female panel, which I'm always secretly happy about. (laughs) But mentoring, yes, a very, very important topic for our graduates. Karen, tell me what you think the whole purpose of mentoring really is. So with mentoring, I think the real purpose here is about knowledge sharing. So sharing knowledge and insights to actually help people to to navigate uh, their professional careers, Uh, their that can be in a formal or informal capacity, but definitely that that idea of sharing insights and knowledge. Absolutely. And um, what about you, Jessica? What do you? What is the purpose of of mentoring? Yeah, I think um, in comparison to coaching, you know, which is a bit more sort of formal and is a bit more structured and maybe you've got um, something that you need to overcome in your career or your personal life. um, Mentor for me is a little bit more um, fluid, a little bit more informal, and actually it could just be built from a personal relationship. Um, I know for me anyway, it was like an old boss, for example, who kept coming up um, time and time again in my career so far. Um, So, you know, she was just a, a... really strong female figure in my life who liked to um, give you know objective advice and and sort of help guide me about which way to go and so um, I think the power of mentorship is um, to help you expand and um, move in your career especially as a woman you know sometimes you can't see it um, um, if you don't see it so um, especially for women mentoring is really important I think absolutely and Maya what do you what do you feel the purpose is all good points raised here. Um, I believe we're all kind of here on this planet to learn and experience, and I guess that can come from anywhere. And 
personally, I like to work with people who would take me to places that I wouldn't usually go alone. And I think mentors are very valuable to prompt this sort of discovery. And I think mentorship initiatives are necessary stages in everyone's growth, whether that be creative growth and developing, I guess, a sort of creative vocabulary, one that you can um, continuously be enriched through new conversations with new different people. Absolutely. Jessica, you just sort of mentioned how it's really important for women to Mm. sort of support women in that way. There's a lot of research being done about that. Men are often seen as in mentee mentorship roles as opening doors, career Mm. doors for their mentors, whereas women often view each other in those roles as more cheerleaders. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it's really important that women think about extending their networks and opening those doors too, don't you think? Yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, back in my time at Swinburne, um, I did one project where I interviewed seven um, women who were also mothers and who also owned their own creative businesses. Um, And I think even just creating that project, I had no idea how pivotal meeting those seven women and then catching up with them throughout my career ever since then, um, and even just checking in with them and how they're doing and then their interest in my career um, has sort of, I felt like it sort of bolstered me along, even just knowing that they're there and in my circle. So that was like an informal, you know, um, way to approach mentoring, I think. Um, but seeing them as my example and seeing the different ways that they've navigated their career to get to a position that I ultimately wanted to be in really has helped me um, set up sort of a different career path and knowing the steps that might get there because there's no one way to get anywhere. (laughs) Um, And so just even finding out other people's experiences um, has been so valuable. Yeah. Yeah, There's a lot of invisible stuff when it comes to that networking that is revealed Mm -hmm. through mental, right? Do you agree, Karen? Completely. And I I really love that last bit where you spoke about like things are not linear. And I think Mm -hmm. there's always so many different ways that you can kind of cast your eye on something and also so many different ways that you can actually yeah move through um, different challenges and so for me I, I know that mentoring was really important because I actually had my kids really young um, and while I was still studying and I felt like I was on the other spectrum to a lot of other new mums at the time uh, that actually had established careers or actually knew exactly what they wanted to do so for me actually meeting someone that was ended up being so pivotal in the way that I approached getting back in, like, you know, well, not getting back into, but actually starting to develop a career alongside Mm. all your other life commitments, right? That it's not always so easy to kind of find that pathway. And, and yeah, so it was actually someone that was really, that's still very much part of my life um, and was a central person at, in the design history program at Swinburne. So Denise Whitehouse was an incredible, um, has been an incredible mentor for me from both the personal side and then also professionally. And, you know, her life experience, also being a mother and also knowing how it is to to kind of have multiple things going on in your, in your world as well. Like, so I'm not only in, in academia, I'm also in practice and then, you know, having a young family and, and those things. So sometimes it feels like you're com- constantly competing and trying to be the best at all of those things. And uh, sometimes just having those conversations where it's like, okay, well, the, actually those little bits of advice of um, allowing yourself to actually not be great at everything all the time and not and cutting yourself a bit of slack sometimes you just need someone that can actually like give you that perspective but then also yeah like you mentioned just actually giving you some little nuggets of gold that will allow you to go okay mm. that's maybe um, a great goal or like little steps of goals for how to actually progress I think too 
Yeah, um, Denise Whitehouse is such a mother hen. I think she's been a mentor to a lot of us. <laughs> yeah, but you know, tough, tough, and a uh, tough and like fair and tough, and I love that. You know, I always like think of her as strong back, um, kind heart, or open heart, um, and she's all of those. And I think, yeah, you need someone that will tell it to you straight, but at the same yeah. time, know that she's always got your back. So I think if you find people like that that are ready to cheer for you and to sort of see you succeed. Um, it's really wonderful. Maya, can you tell us about one of your experiences as a mentor or mentee? Yeah, absolutely. Um, when I think about a particular, I guess, memorable mentoring experience was with my mentor at the time, Christy. Um, she was the founder of Pitch Studios, um, who's now relocated to London. But as a long-term admirer at the time of their work prior to reaching out about work opportunities, they were, I guess, pushing the boundaries and quite radical in their thinking and expression and working with quite known clients. And I thought, this is where I need to be. And when I look back, I see it as a time of almost like great indulgence and indulgence to be able to experiment and especially towards more sensory-driven new tech um, outputs. And I was introduced to these creative subcultures that I always thought were so like far-fetched and new methods of storytelling and beyond the stream of institutionalized study. Um, and I think this sense of autonomy and encouragement to freely explore in the studio on these like crazy projects for both like commercial and um, cultural clients really induced a new level of rigor in me I would say like definitely a rigor another beneficial aspect was I guess the um, size of the studio it was only a team of four at the time and I guess this allowed me to have these really intimate conversations and direct attention and you know as a student you always want that attention on you and having it as a small scale was just brilliant at the time and I definitely got more insight into admin business related strategies for running a design studio, which I really believe set me up to venture into freelance this year after completing my honours. So it is, it's this intim intimacy with conversations that I think is the most overarching theme for like being beneficial for mentorships because you wouldn't usually get this sort of closeness and conversation to someone just like passing by. You know, it's it's a trust, yeah. Absolutely, and, and those relationships seem to have been quite organic. Were you looking for a mentor? Like how did it happen for you? No, not at all. I, I just, I really wanted to work for them and I wasn't really at the time thinking it would be a mentorship program, but she just like took me under her wing and I'm so blessed for that. And I was just an eager student and was like, yeah, I'm going to go for it. I'm just going to like email her and, um, yeah, it was just I was very lucky. So this was in my um, third year at uni. And for the most part, I was just like having conversations with people via Instagram of other designers. But this was a face to face sort of mentorship. And I think, yeah, it was just it's came at the right time. Definitely. So sort of um, finding someone, a studio, a studio or someone out in the industry as a student that you reach out to just out of interest can absolutely spark that kind of relationship, right? I have never heard of anyone in industry say no, go away when a student is that interested and, you know, friendly about just, mm -hmm. oh, can I just have a chat? Mm -hmm. And that was your experience, yeah? Yeah, yeah. She just said come into the shoe, let's have a conversation and see where it takes, you know, you and um, any opportunities. But I think as a student, one of the best things that I could recommend is 
if you're looking to find a mentor, I mean, you could go on social media and see who you're engaging with, like um, whether it's a studio or whether it's a creative professional and the people that you naturally gravitate towards is, you know, it's where your creative tendencies lie. And I think that is the push for you to investigate and to put yourself out there and take the risk and just open up a conversation. Yeah, Karen's a bit different. Like back in my day, we didn't have social media to to talk to creative directors and they were kind of off in their white ivory towers. It was hard to talk, but it's a definitely a great opportunity for students. Karen, how have you approached mentors in the past? Has it been, you know, with that in mind or has it just been organic? Um, I think it was probably a little bit more formal for me with my experiences, not through social media, but I guess in a similar way where um, I definitely reached out to to someone that I wanted to work with and it was while I was still studying. So similar to Maya, when I was completing my master's, I was really keen to, I was trying to bring together my my interests in architecture and then in curatorship and that was the, the, the way that I was pushing my studies at the time and really wanted to get some great work experience in that space and there was an amazing fashion curator at uh, the Powerhouse Museum and I was I was able to I reached out the timing worked out perfectly and I ended up doing uh, an extended and I was actually pregnant at the time too so nearly pregnant with us you know with my second child so it was you know again with a small little person and then you're like trying to make decisions about whether it's the right timing and that sort of thing but like my, it's like you take those chances when you can get them. Like I'd made the space and I'd put myself out there and I, and the timing worked out. And um, it was a really, really rewarding experience because, again, it was that intimate relationship that you can build where it was one-on-one because it was during, you know, for most people they were on leave at the time. So there were some really interesting projects and I got really got hands-on work with um, Colette Dinnigan Archive at the time when uh, Colette Dinnigan was actually wrapping up her business. So pretty much got to be, you know, great insights into a lot of projects that I wouldn't have had a chance to. But also she was so forthcoming with, like, entertained every question that I had, um, gave me insight into a lot of areas that I wouldn't have been able to actually um, have in a short period in an internship somewhere else. Um, And I think, you know, as well as that, it's just all the areas like of practice that you want to kind of have best practice and be exposed to those sorts of things there was a real generosity in that very, you know, it was intensive period and away from home, like I had to go interstate to do that. So sometimes it requires you to kind of be a little bit open-minded and agile and adaptable for, for where those things might take you. And so, yeah, in that sense, it was, I guess, yeah, definitely reaching out and knowing that you can do that through events or um, LinkedIn or other things like that. My style is definitely more on a face-to-face level like even with you know other um, activities that I'd like to do now from more of a mentor being a mentor to others but yeah expanding your network and actually doing that through personal contacts and making sure you're at events workshops actually engaging in lots of different activities to make sure that you allow yourself to have those opportunities to and sometimes bump into people that you don't expect to you know that's something like you obviously have your your wish list and the people that you'd love to directly target but I think it's that openness to, to put yourself out there and communicate, constantly be open to all those different discussions that you actually find other people that you have synergy with and that sort of relationship can, can evolve. Yeah, mine, I didn't really go about seeking anything really. Um, it just happened so that my, um, my junior director, when I was um, 
when I was a junior and had gone over to London as a part of my um, honours year and um, Kirsten, she just ended up being a pivotal person, um, recurring person throughout my whole entire life so far, my, my career so far. So um, Kirsten, I was there for the first two years in London and then I came back and finished my um, honours year. Um, but then um, she popped up again in my life um, and I went and joined her in Shanghai. So then we spent another three years um, working together in Shanghai. And, you know, she was just um, not only as a, a more senior designer at that point, and so we had a slightly different kind of relationship where, you know, you could have a bit more sort of lifestyle conversations as well. It wasn't just about work and, you know, the boss um, junior relationship, but um, all of a sudden it was opened up to more, yeah, you know, women's issues, relationship issues, you know, um, advancement in all different facets of your life. And I think that sort of 360 degrees kind of um, mentor is, is maybe a bit of a difference sometimes when they can help you, you know, with all different parts of your life and um, gave me some great advice, you know, over in Shanghai as well. So thank you, Kirsten. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, but I think like even as a junior, I, I just reached out to so many people when I was young. I think just being a person who, you know, as Karen, you've mentioned, just shows up to things. And, you know, AG Ideas was a fantastic conference back then. So that's how I got connected to those um, seven different women. And just, yeah, kind of, and then I also reached out to, you know, Jim um, from Tank at one point as well. And he was a, he's um, been sort of a constant reoccurring person. Um, and just in terms of catching up and saying hi and, you know, sending emails to each other. I guess it doesn't always have to be like a physical kind of um, in-person going for coffee kind of thing, but having someone there even through email can just be um, a great relationship to establish as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, Jim's uh, in my life as well, <laughs> in and out, in and out. It's, it really is a small yeah. um, world, a design world in Melbourne, right, no matter what discipline you're in. Um, and as soon as someone opens mm. that door to that, their network, mm. it will open so many more through, through a mentorship. Have any of you had a more formally structured mentorship or, or been part of a program that's more formal? No, no, no. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Karen, Karen, not through Swinburne as an academic, you haven't jumped into anything. Uh, not as if uh, I do that through my. I'm uh, the academic uh, supervisor for the in work integrated learning. So students that are actually doing a professional internship or a professional placement. So my role is more of a supervisor and I guess it touches on mentoring. I guess um, like what Jess was talking about before with the differences between how you see a mentor's role and a coach. Um, so I guess it definitely aligns more with with mentor um, in that you kind of um, you reflect on your experiences and you kind of support people with additional resources or extra insights um, and everyone comes from a different design discipline. So there's definitely that in terms of a formal um, more of a formal kind of relationship, uh, but not in, yeah, not in my actual discipline leader role. Um, I definitely see it in, in a more informal way in the capstone unit. So capstone is a, you know, the third year where you consolidate your your learning um, in the course and then definitely through the, those insights into professional practice and we actually have lots of different voices come in definitely talk about my experiences as well from in practice and I, I often have um seen it for, like you know had a sort of mentoring kind of relationship with a number of the students um in that in that role but definitely not formal like in the in sense where you kind of have regular catch-ups that are kind of more structured and have a, uh, maybe have clear goals and outcomes that you're trying to 
to kind of navigate. What about you, Jess? No, I haven't. I mean, of course, I've heard about the woman tour, um, you know, mentor, we should be changing that to woman tour, right? Um, and I've heard about that program. And I've had friends who have gone through that program. Um, but I haven't done it myself. Um, the interesting thing about that, I guess it was sort of a, a structured program that you went through. Um, and funnily enough, like the outcome of that was um, kind of a get together of everybody. And I think that felt nice where you got to meet like other people's mentors as well. And yeah, that seemed like a good arrangement, but yeah, I haven't been through that myself. Yeah. Yeah, there are, I was just going to say that the sort of, it sounds like as a group of women sitting here, neither of us are so introverted that we wouldn't go out and approach people, right? Whereas there's a lot of students who um, would have quite an introverted nature that it might be a challenge for them to do so. But there are um, a lot of structured kind of um, programs, more mentor, absolutely. And these are, advertised at the moment during COVID or they all sort of laid low for a while but um, they are available and they are often talked about online and easy to sign up to right where they'll match you um, and your individual wants and needs to to a mentor. Um, AGDA has done it not every year but they do it a lot so the Australian Graphic Design Association the Des Design Institute of Australia often has them as well but they often give mentorships as prizes to the winners of the Graduate of the Year Awards. There's a typography group that will often do that as well on the internet. Has anyone else heard of other programs that we can tell the students about? Mm. No. It's worth keeping an eye out, though, I think, um, because, yeah, different strokes for different folks. Um. One that I just remembered is um, at Swinburne, there's the Swinburne Women's uh, Academic Network. Um, I'm not sure how long ago it was established, but it's an incredible network which pretty much includes all of the female academics across the university. And it's one that's um, come to mind recently uh, where I actually reached out to be a mentee because around the process of, so there's often like different themed diff activities and events. So you can either do um, things like building your profile or how to actually per do personal branding, um, those types of things, which I think Jane, you might've run or Simone Taff in the past. Um, and then also more recently around promotions. So promotions often feel like, you know, a really uh, like, you know, there's no transparency around that necessarily, or it's a pretty daunting kind of process because it's so involved and takes a lot of preparation. Often you don't know where your CV sits. And so from, for me actually joining in that more formally where I was then assigned a mentor, I was a mentee, <laughs> um, that was actually really quite incredible to have very different people combined with me but we were all going for a similar promote type of level promotion and to know um, the different experiences where people had come from the different hurdles that might come up um, and have more transparency and conversation into what how you might prepare um, your CV and what stages you might need to what goals you might need to be hitting and to be able to then really be ready to, to put your, your case forward because it's also one that, um, again, once you do it, if you if it doesn't go through, you kind of um, you have to wait um, before you can go through that process again. So actually knowing what you're up for um, well in advance is something that you want to be as prepared as possible. Um, and definitely the advice that came through was, yeah, start that process early and know how to build your portfolio around those different key areas and the pillars that, 
you would need to represent yourself um, around. So definitely that's something that you spoke about too, Jess, when you were saying, um, you know, moving from junior to mid. Um, and I'm not sure if in your workplace, because I know that Parlour is, a, you know, in architecture, Parlour have kind of tackled this area of mentoring and tried to track what other different, what businesses are actually have more formal mentoring within them. Um, and I know that's definitely um, a really interesting mm. resource for, for the students that are sort of looking at the built environment um, and um, mentoring within architecture or interior architecture. But I'm not sure in graphic design if it's similar. Mm. Yeah, Karen, I think, well, that's just one comment I was going to make there, Karen, is that I love how open source Parler is. And I think that's such a great resource. So the only criticism that I have over these other programs is that sometimes I feel like they're gatekeeped kept and that that's only if you can get into these programs and then you have to find out when and then it's a selection criteria and all of that can just go to feeding the same patriarchal you know bad things that are going on in the industry um so you know can we open source this a little bit more and that's a bit of a shout out to adza what can we be doing you know to actually get this information available so that everyone can tap into it this kind of central source um so that it's not just a, a golden lock and key um, experience that only an elite few sort of get to get. Yeah, it's um, revealing what's behind the curtains, right? That lack of transparency is common to mm. all disciplines of design and all workplaces and um, mm. mentorship programs, whether they are more formal or relaxed, can really help with that. So it sounds like you've all had um, mentors at different times in your careers. Maya, when do you think is the best time to have a mentor? That's a really good question. I think um, I, I think the difference between at any point of your career is that they're always so good for generating exposure and reorient new ways of creating and new ways of navigating, I guess, the design process. And I think whether you're in moments of career transition or career stagnation or career focus, it doesn't really matter. It's a willingness to seek that becomes, I guess, the pivotal moment because I truly believe you have the freedom and liberty and of time to meet, to speak, to engage, to navigate, reflect, all of them. And it allows for a more worthwhile learning experience when you have the dedicated time. So I think I've always believed that the gateway to new ideas exists outside of our discipline. So I actively engage in diverse conversations, whether it is setting up um, little meetings from like social media is what I usually do. And I gather around like about 20 people and we all discuss topics over Zoom. And I think it is this conversation that doesn't need an age or a certain time in your career. And I think mentors can be found in various fields. They can be short term, long term and there doesn't need to be a specific time. I feel like for me personally, it's more natural for it to be seen as more of a conversation. And I've had mentors at different points in my um, career so far and at the beginning of my career. But I think the ones that have been the worthwhile is when I have given it this sort of intentional purpose behind it and given it a sense of, okay, what am I seeking out in this particular relationship? Karen, how do you feel about that? When's the best time to find a mentor? Um, I think like Maya, it's any time, right? I think that's the thing. It's about life, like, you know, the journeys, for me, it sounds like for all of us anyway, um, it's lifelong, the, the desire to keep learning and to be hungry to keep learning and to keep growing as individuals and in a holistic manner. Like um, Jess spoke about the 360, it is actually not just 
looking at those things as individual compartmentalized parts of our lives, you know, your personal and your your professional careers. I think, you know, there is always an overlap. And for me, um, yeah, I don't think there's one singular moment that is right. Um, and I think, yeah, it's definitely can always be purposeful and um, valuable um, at any point. So, I, yeah, I think that's definitely the way to approach it. And Jessica, have you got thoughts on that? Yeah, definitely. I would echo the thought around career transitions. Um, that jump between, you know, junior and mid, how do I get there? I feel like I'm there, but then I'm not being recognised, for example, um, or even mid to senior, which, you know, that's another big jump. Um, how do I actually get there? Um, and so it doesn't necessarily have to be a boss, but maybe even someone who's gone that career path before you, like an older industry professional, for example, um, they can just give you advice around you know how they sort of get there um but yeah i don't know i i also don't believe that it has to be so formal you know or that i've only go to mentoring when i've got something to solve so like my relationship to these sort of mentor people has just been through friendship i think and through having um you know it can even just come from a coffee conversation with a friend who's gone no jess you need to really like you should get that new job title you know and you know you're at that stage now and stuff so you know I, i'm a firm believer that it, it can just be through building just really nice relationships um and keeping in contact with those people um over a long period of time um but then maybe just tapping into them when you really do have a bit of a hurdle to jump over yeah absolutely so mentoring right through your career and it's great to hear that mentors can, you know, jump that valley between professional and personal life. Like it's good to talk about all of that holistically. I think one of you mentioned there's a word, which is great. Karen, here's a question for you. Who would learn more, the mentor or the mentee in that sort of relationship? Well, I think the value is actually for both parties, right? You don't do it not, yeah, the exchange is, uh, is a duality, I think, you know, so um the benefit goes both ways so obviously for the mentee you're kind of um able to see insights and and ha uh you know gain knowledge from somebody else's experience um and know kind of you know what someone else did in in those circumstances or you know how they navigated certain things or the questions they ask you questions that sort of thing and then i think you know for a mentor it's definitely about um you know, definitely beneficial for them too to be part of someone's journey um, and to actually be able to share those insights but then also learn about um, different circumstances at the same time. So I, I definitely think it's a two-way street. Maya, what do, you, do you feel the same? Yeah, no, I totally agree with that and I, I think everyone should find a mentor with which you can obviously learn practically with but also feel comfortable to shadow and to observe and to absorb as much as possible. And obviously that can be quite intimidating, but when you do have a foundation of a relationship, both parties can question and ask things. Like I always found when I was with Christy, she would say, oh, what are the, you know, what are the students um, doing nowadays? You know, where do you find your references? What are some good resources that you have that you want to share to the team? And I think that sort of inquiry on both parties generated something that was like what we're saying this whole thing, a, a generous conversation. And, um, yeah, there's no formalities. It's literally a friend. You're literally talking to a friend. And it's just so good. <laughs> yeah. Jessica, do you think it goes both ways? Both, both parts of the pair get something out of it? 
Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I'm sort of um, jumping now into that slightly mentor role now. Um, I've had a few different students reach out to me just through their engagement through um, through Karen and, and your classes recently. And um, and that kind of feels really special. I feel really honored that people would actually want to reach out mm -hmm. to me. So, you know, I, I feel like that that is a valuable relationship um, and that I want to do right by them the way that, you know, that um, my mentors, formal or informal, have, have done by me. Um, and that sort of sense of like, gravitas that you know you could be like helping shape someone um sort of helps keep me i think a bit humble or will help keep me humble as well um and i think that relationship goes both ways i'm looking forward to learning a lot from um these relationships that i'm going to start building now um and also fostering and keeping the ones going um that i've already established because you know my career is only like a third the way there like if <laughs> so there's so much more learning and growing to do um so i'm sure i'll find even more like both ways that is a lovely feeling jessica to sort of give back when you when you have an established career mm. even though you've got a long way to go but um continue that tradition right was it like actually just the talk that you did recently jess where you had um andrew King come back in and you know he was like front and center waiting to hear exactly what trajectory you'd taken with your career and was like literally a cheerleader in the background going she was my best one of my best students you should all learn from Jess <laughs> and I think you had no idea right that he kind of held you like you know held you in that light and then he used to bring out your work and talk about your attitude and you know just what you kind of brought to the to the class but that's a really memorable thing and I think for him like you know that conversation was really rich to be able to see yeah. and know what you learned in from at that time you know at that time and then also um seeing you sort of share your your current knowledge and insights with students that are currently studying I think it's really special so definitely from an educator's point of view like I love it when the students actually reach out when they're one year out six months out or like a few years down the track and they're kind of navigating that next part of their career like you say the jump from being a junior to a mid like that's a really really important time and and having those conversations and knowing that they trust you really um yeah is really cool yeah, and I love these stories where you hear about, um, you know, even in an interview for a job, for example, and you hear one person's jumped to this thing, and then I flew over to, you know, New Zealand, and then I went and I did this thing for a little while, and, you know, each each jump in someone's career has probably been sparked by, you know, something that they've seen or someone that else that they've heard from, and has helped them bolster them to get where they are. And um, I just love these like multi-hump camel kind of stories, you know, no unicorns here, we're all like, you know, weird um, camels, and. Um, and I think that's beautiful that people have helped you along the way and that they remember you and you remember them. And even if you think that someone's forgotten you, they probably haven't. Um, and that's really special. It, it is. It's, and it's a good point to think that your lecturers, your teachers can be, you know, your first mentors when you yeah. leave uni. Don't bug them a lot, but checking back in with your lecturers, <laughs> um, saying, hey, I got my first job or whatever, that can sort of start spark those relationships too. Um, I think. Well, we've talked a lot about finding a mentor, when's the best time, the purpose, um, and what's most effective. I'm not sure if there's much else we need to cover. Have you, Maya, got any more thoughts on what you'd like to say? I think one piece of advice that I um, got when I had my um, that particular mentorship that I keep giving the example of is um, she said a lot about setting intentions and 
I guess it does make it very rewarding to reflect upon months or years later, like what we're discussing, whether it is with your mentor, with your mentor, or just you know reflecting on yourself. And um, for example, I can give a few examples. Um, it could be: Are you looking to learn a specific program going into this, or are you looking to converse directly with clients, or are you looking to build a new connection base, etc.? I think writing it down is just a really rewarding way to look back on later on. Like it's something for you to see the growth and see that process that you went through. And I guess it's important to be clear with this and um, actively ask the right questions when you do go in, write a list of questions and, you know, you could have later on a little like checklist and, you know, check it off. And I, I don't think it needs to be formal, but it could give a bit of guidance, you know, when you do at the beginning, it is intimidating. It always will be because it is uh, meeting someone new. So having these little, um, I guess, checkpoints is a good way to just navigate the process when you begin. So, yeah, that would be a little bit of um, advice. Fantastic. Jessica, have you got, I was going to say, last words? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Any um, thoughts you'd like to share? Yeah, um, Karen, I actually just wanted to reflect on something that you mentioned earlier about sort of these life jumps that I think we go through and, and the jumps that we don't even know are going to come ahead of us. You know, for women, for example, is um, having children and, and that life jump and how that affects you in your career, especially as a female designer and, um, you know, all the researched um, perceived setbacks, perceived and, and, and real financial setbacks that this actually happens in terms of career projection. Um, so setting up different mentors and keeping connection into the industry as we do go through these different life jumps and hoops and seeing women who have gone before us and have done this. Um, this cycle of mentorship is just so important um, to keep these stories alive and to you know share each other's journeys. So yeah, I haven't hit that life phase yet, but I will. And, um, you know, and I'll be looking to you, Karen, too. I'll be like, Karen, how did you do it? Can you give me some tips? <laughs> Work-life balance, is it a thing? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. And you learn, yeah, being comfortable with, you know, keeping all sorts of yeah. hours. I think that's the thing. But definitely holding true yeah. to your values. Like, you know, when you're talking about trying to find the right people, like it's not only about, you know, the career trajectory, but Definitely what we've all spoken about is actually finding um, people that align with your values or that you, like, you know, actually trying to understand what it is that you, you know, admire in someone or what you've actually, um, you know, the, the different markers that kind of resonate for you um, because sometimes it is about projects or the type of work or um, those sorts of things. Other times it is because of the way they've, um, you know, been able to to fit in family and all these other sort of um challenges but but definitely if you can find people that can relate to those values that you hold really true to yourself and have that as something to bounce back on it definitely helps with you know being able to uh, open up those conversations in a much more probably natural and um, and smooth way so it doesn't feel like it's uh, overly mm -hmm. formal um, definitely that's definitely worked for me anyway absolutely so it's really been great to hear about all your experiences um, as our guests today with mentoring I think the students, and our, our graduates this year will get a lot out of just gaining the courage to approach people in industry and find these mentors and know that one day, not too far away, um, mentees will be looking towards them, which is exciting. Um, so thank you all for joining me today to talk about mentoring. Um, and thank you to our students for tuning in to this episode of PodX. Don't forget to tune in again next time for more interesting design discussions 
in the lead up to the Gradex exhibition.